0: Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up for a new account to get amazing odds boosts. I'm your host, Ruto, joined by AJ Hayfley. Today, we're talking about the rest of the Central Division when it comes to the expansion draft. We already covered the Avs yesterday. Highly recommend you go check out that show. also have some uh, fancy little graphics for you today. So if you're not watching on YouTube, maybe go check us out there. Like and subscribe to the video that helps us out a bunch. Yeah, we'll get uh, there. You go like subscribe if you really love us. You can hit the notification bell, get uh, get notified every single time we go live. Mostly YouTube's a little iffy with that. Which, which,
1: if you're an all sports fan, it's great. If you're a one sport fan, it might be a little tough.
0: It's uh, it could get excessive. I won't lie. We make a lot of content on this channel. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yo, we're, we're pulling we're pulling for Italy.
0: Are we? All Italy. Are uh, we?
1: Yes. Sorry, JJ.
0: <laughs>
1: pulling for pulling for Italy.
0: Uh, I, I kind of want to see Andre melt down, though. In <laughs> happiness. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, in any case, we're not talking about Italy and Spain. We're talking about the Central Division. As For the record, if you haven't heard, divisions are going back to normal next year. <laughs> Except for... Arizona will be joining the Central Division with Seattle coming into the Pacific to make it eight and eight.
1: Are you excited for the new the uh new division
0: alignment? I'm excited for more easy wins for Colorado.
1: Not excited that it has to be Arizona, where it's like these games are, have been so boring Not for the last two years.
0: Yeah. Okay. I feel like you perfectly encapsulated their expansion draft situation as well, because I think there are some teams that are going to have some interesting question marks coming into the expansion draft from the central, but Arizona isn't really one of them. Yeah. Uh, all of their decisions are pretty <laughs> darn straightforward. They only have Kemper to protect and goal. Um, and I think we have the graphic that we can bring up here for Arizona. Yeah, there we go. Uh, their, their defense, obviously, they have to protect OEL. He has an NMC, and then they're protecting Chikrin and Labushkin. The only other uh, contracted defenseman through 2022 they have is Capo Bianco. So that's the only really one that they're exposing. Excuse me. Uh, and then on the forward side, they're protecting Keller. They have to protect Kessel with an NMC as well. Schmaltz, Dvorak, Kraus, Fisher, and Garland. There are a couple of guys on the on the offensive side. Pitlick is available. Johan Larson is available. And yeah, they have a handful of rFAs as well that are kind of less interesting
1: well and and you have a guy like Michael Bunting who had such a sh- crazy finish to the season.
0: yeah where... seven goals in like four games out of yeah. nowhere yeah. where you you start
1: to where you you're kind of wondering you're like, huh, I wonder if wonder if that's a guy, you know or a guy like Blake Spears who was part of the Taylor Hall trade. Yeah. Um, you know, Dryden Hunt and John Hayden are both uh, guys that have had looks with them and I've I guess if they really really liked them, they could talk themselves into him just keeping that guy around to make sure um but that's that's really kind of it. Like I I had a I had kind of a hard time with this one just because Lawson Krause... I was like, eh, Lawson Kraus, Johan Larson, Tyler Pitlick, they're all kind of the same guy, except Lawson Krauss is 24 years old. So I guess him. And then on defense with Labushkin and Capo Bianco, it was really just a, co- a coin flip between those two. Yep. And I went with Labushkin just, be- just because he's, he's an NHL guy. He's a really limited third-pairing guy, but an obvious one. Uh, and honestly, their their most interesting piece that's uh, unprotected might be Aiden Hill. Yeah, in that
0: that is true. Uh, he he does not have a contract, but he is an RFA next year, and at twenty five, with a decent amount of NHL experience as well. Given the the number of injuries Arizona's goaltenders have seen over the <laughs> past couple of years, yeah, so. I, <laughs> for the record, that's why
1: we're not looking at Antiranta ranta more seriously yeah, I, here.
0: The dude hasn't been healthy in like four years. So yeah. it's really, really tough to seriously look at him. And Or if we did, we'd also have to probably take a closer look at them looking at someone like Fransos. but And I struggle with the goaltender position a lot for Seattle because I look at the Aiden Hills of the world. I look at even the Pavel Frantzos of the world. And I think there has to be someone, certainly more NHL experience than those guys out there. But
1: well, uh, I I continue to say this, but Jake Allen is right there.
0: Yeah. So I I struggle with the goaltender oh, position for sure. But, the Canadian
1: government is calling me. Hold on.
0: Oh, AJ's got uh, about to be freed from quarantine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You got muted during that, but enjoy your phone call. Continuing on. I just, I just wanted to make sure there information that didn't need to be shared on the stream. Definite, definitely safe. Move so I tried one. to mute him as fast as I could. Yeah. Good, good call on that one. Um, continuing with Arizona, basically they're just not very interesting on the whole. The, you can pick who you want from the available people and, I don't think the Coyotes have a lot of work to do. I see y'all talking about them trying to move OEL and Kessel. They've already tried to move OEL. That contract, I don't see how they could move it. It, It'd be very, very tough. He's not going to waive his NMC, I don't think, either, to go to Seattle. So, going to be a tough spot, I guess, that for Arizona. But they're going to lose a dude worth a million, a million five, maybe less, and move on with their lives. So we can move on from Arizona and get to Chicago next. This one is a little bit weird just because of all the NMC's that they've given out. Uh, Duncan Keith on the defensive side. And then Tay's, uh, who did not play at all last year, still has an NMC. And then Patrick Kane uh, has an NMC as well. Kane, obviously they're not complaining too much about that one, but, The other two are interesting. Obviously, Taves is expected to return, I believe, next year, uh, but hasn't played at all. And then Keith has been a little bit in the rumors about them trying to move him around. Beyond those two on defense, they also are protecting, for us, Connor Murphy and Nikita Zadorov. That exposes Calvin DeHaan. We'll get into that conversation once AJ is done talking to the government. Uh, Goaltending, they're protecting Lankanen. That one's super straightforward for them. He became their starter this year Delia and Subban not that interesting so that side is straightforward on the forward side they have Patrick Kane Jonathan Tays Alex Abrincat Brett Connolly Dylan Strome David Kampf and Adam got debt not a ton interesting for them on the defensive side uh, you know they have NHLers you could take Ryan Carpenter is still available there uh, I believe they also leave a couple of RFAs like Josh Dickinson or uh John Quinville oh Quinville's a UFA actually excuse me but this one I think really comes down to it's a slam dunk of do they want to protect Nikita Zadorov or do they want to protect Calvin Dehan? uh and whichever one they don't protect is going to look very very juicy for Seattle uh thank you so much for uh the yacht fund again Sasha ten dollars at a time we're working. We're working it down from twenty two billion to twenty one point nine nine million, something like that. Um, <laughs> yeah, look, don't get me wrong. The someone like Kampf is a quality player. Guys that would work in as your depth options, but I just don't think anywhere near as enticing as as a Calvin Dahan or potentially there is a universe where they protect dehan over Zadorov and Zadorov could head to Seattle. Uh, They could take Riley Stillman, I suppose, as well on the defensive side, but I don't think it's a complicated process for Chicago. I just think that they're going to lose a decent player on the defensive side, no matter what, unless they try to do something weird. Um, We'll see how it ends up working out. Seattle, the the problem with looking at it this early is Seattle hasn't really dug into the trades that they're going to make, so if someone could look to do something, Chicago might be on that list because they really only need to protect that one extra guy. Wouldn't take a ton to get that protection. You would think, but eventually Seattle's got to pick guys from a team, right? It's not gonna, they can't just uh, make the cute move with everybody. So I expect it to be the Han that goes, we'll see if AJ agrees with me in a bit, but. Basically, so far, the Central Division is not that interesting, but the other teams in this division are going to get a little bit more interesting as, as we go down the list. So looking forward to it. Um get back to Chicago in a bit. Let's just move on to Dallas, get another pretty straightforward team out of the way. Uh, the obvious one here is, is the goaltender position. Uh, we're protecting Bishop because why wouldn't you, despite the injuries, That leaves Anton Kudobin available. Certainly someone you have to think that Seattle has to at least consider, but not maybe the starting goaltender. I I mean, I don't know. Some people think Kudobin can be a starter. We'll have to wait and see. Beyond that, on the defensive side, they protected Lindell, Klingberg, and Haskinen. Those are all super straightforward picks. The only other defenseman that is particularly interesting that is not hitting UFA is Sekura. So they wanted a cheat veteran defenseman. I guess they could look at that, but I don't expect them to. Uh, on the forward side, Sagan, Ben, and Radilov all have NMCs. They would protect Certainly Sagan and Ben, no matter what, and probably Radulov as well anyway. Then we also threw Pavelski, Faxa, Hintz, and Gurionov uh, on the protected list for them, which leaves a whole lot of depth forty guys. Again, when you're protecting seven guys on the forward side, it's it's pretty tough to get high-end quality out of that. Leaves guys like uh, Cogliano's, who's hitting UFA a little bit. Como they could get for a year. Someone like Tanner Caro. Again, at best, you're getting a third, fourth line guy. So for me, I'm looking at Kudobin there, but I suspect AJ might have uh, other other options in mind, given his his want for Jake Allen. But AJ AJ's back now, and he looks sad.
1: Yeah, just it's the same. So. It's a course qu- so these quarantine officers call me um every morning, and then if i if I'm not awake, would they call me? then they call me again in the afternoon, Gotcha. and they read from the same script, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like uh, it's just over and over and over and over uh the same the same couple of questions, and it just drives me crazy so. But I have to do it. Uh, I am in quarantine for three more days, and then I am free. Watch out, Manitoba.
0: AJ coming for you.
1: Yeah, I've got I've I've got six days to to do everything that I want to do, and then I leave back. I I drive back home to Denver.
0: (laughs) At least you don't have to quarantine next time.
1: Yeah, Uh, true. Um, so the the quick quick note on Chicago. Yeah. Um, I imagine you touched on this, but. It sounds like Duncan Keith is in the process of getting traded. Yeah, I mentioned it. So um, if that happens, obviously Calvin DeHaan gets protected.
0: Right. And then there's not a ton. If DeHaan gets protected, you're looking at like Ryan Carpenter as maybe a target. For Chicago, as far as Seattle is concerned, but yeah,
1: again, this is one where you would look at. You could either look at uh, Malcolm Subban as well in net, or you could look at Ryan, as you mentioned, Ryan Carpenter. Um, this might be one of the ones where they just take a they take a UFA sure. uh, like like Hina Stroza, and and if they sign him, then great. And if they don't, then they had to take somebody.
0: We're not too sad about it, yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, this just isn't a roster that has anybody that you seriously are interested in, unless in like if they
0: can't move Keith. Then you slam dunk Dahan if he's available, basically.
1: But well, and, and maybe maybe what you do is you take the the chance on Henrik Borgstrom. Sure. So um, it's Anthony. They actually already did relax Canadian government relaxed quarantine. Uh, the the new order went into effect today yep, but, but I have to finish out. It. yeah, <laughs> yep. I have to finish my personal quarantine first. So uh,
0: then we moved on to Dallas really quick. Again, one that I don't think is super complicated. Uh, yeah,
1: uh, I only protected Ben Bishop because of the NMC, and I just don't I, I don't know what's going on in that situation. I fully would imagine that he waives that and that Anton Kudobin gets protected.
0: Do you think he will? Uh
1: yeah, I think that there's no chance Seattle takes him. So,
0: boy, I'd be tempted to take him. I guess another guy with serious injury history.
1: Yeah, too many, too many injuries. Um, too many injuries. All right. So, well, um,
0: then there's not a if you're not looking at the goalies, there's not a ton from Dallas either. Uh, you could get yeah. depth forward like Como for a year or something. But
1: if <clears throat> I will say so, if to, a couple of things here, um. Would have an interest in Alexiak, um, just getting the jump on him.
0: Have the UFA talks early, sure.
1: Exactly. Um, would have an interest in a guy, depending on how they feel, about Honga. Um, If if Bishop does not wave and he gets protected, then obviously Kudobin is a guy that I would have a seriously long conversation about. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, the other guy on this list, the Jason Dickinson. a solid A solid forward. Not great, like he's not, you know, not a really high-end guy or anything, but uh, a guy that has proven himself to be a pretty decent NHL player and young enough and as a center, they're yeah. going to have a hard time finding center. I
0: mean, is that something that the NHL has learned going into this expansion draft? Because you look at Vegas's forward core, and most of the upper end of the talent that they got from the expansion draft was from teams doing stupid things.
1: Well, and you look at like William Carlson. William Carlson was Columbus's fourth line center. Yep. Like, and and he was already on his second franchise because he was drafted by Anaheim. Yep. So you had two. You had two franchises that missed this guy as a top six center, and so I think that's where a guy like Dickinson is going
0: to. Give him that type of an opportunity to see what happens.
1: Exactly. That's that's where the Seattle's going to have to... That's the one position Seattle's just going to have to take a chance on, guys. Because they're not going to just... They just won't have very many center options. Um, as we will see the rest of this week. Because we are going through every team, every division. yep, uh, Team by team and doing all of these lists for the rest of this week. Um, for those who have asked, we will be doing a mock... Uh, one last expansion mock draft, but we will be doing it the week of the actual expansion draft. So after protection lists have come yeah. out, so we're not guessing on everything right. anymore.
0: So the proper mock isn't, well, Duncan Keith might get traded. Yeah,
1: ex- exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Cause like right now you look at Chicago and you're like, well, I'll take Calvin to Han. Yeah. And easily. Right. Yep. Uh, but if that guy gets protected, then you're probably just burning your Chicago pick. So, Anyway, um, point point being, uh, I think Jason Dickinson will be a guy from Dallas who will be an interesting name to watch because he's exactly the archetype of uh, who Seattle is going to have to take a chance on to fill center spots.
0: Yeah. Again, they're going to have to take those chances, and unless another team does something Florida-level dumb... And gives Seattle Marchot and O'Reilly Smith. Yeah. A third a third of a team's top yeah, six. They're gonna have a hard time filling out their top six with actual high-end talent. Yep. So
1: And that was um that was a money dump. They got rid of um, they just didn't want they didn't want the contracts around anymore.
0: Yep. They thought Marchisau was overpaid.
1: Well, a lot of silly things happened in Florida for a few years. It looks like it looks like they're on the right path right now, but they had to the whole push and pull between Dale Talon and the computer boys. Yeah. Going one direction and then the other and then back again and it, ugh, ugh.
0: a lot of things happen in Florida every day, thanks to Florida, man. Yeah.
1: <laughs> this is not the most Florida thing ever that the Stanley Cup final may or may not be decided during our hurricane. Yeah. <laughs>
0: next to the on-fire Gulf of Mexico.
1: Oh, dude, those videos were crazy.
0: Yep. It's, it's pretty wild. Um, but, AJ, you yeah. are our, our, our man on the inside, apparently, with Ball. As oh, Yeah. I'm told you know multiple people that work for them. Yeah, you- I
1: I do. Um, a couple of our listeners uh, are, are Ball Corp employees, which... Calling it like Ball Corp or the Ball Corporation, it's it's got such an like an evil sounding it, moniker. It
0: definitely does sound like a like they have a super giant building that like it's cloudy and dusty. Yeah,
1: like <laughs> like fast forward 20, 20 years and uh, into like a dystopian future where it's like the only corporation that's left <laughs> and everybody works there. <laughs> so Amazon, I described Amazon. You have
0: described Amazon basically. No, correct. so
1: apparently uh, one of our one of our guys that works there, um, long longtime friend of the show Randy, uh, says that uh, he said that the one of the reasons that he actually genuinely really likes working there is that uh, they they will hire you for pretty much anything right now because they're just trying to get some people um just trying to get some people employed just trying to get some people in the building cuz they they're doing a lot of stuff and whatever you're not like necessarily trained for they will teach you how to do and that they pay competitive wages and provide benefits along the way so i know i know two people who work there both of them speak highly of it both of them really like it um Randy went into more detail about what he does uh, and he's he's a big fan. So uh, anybody and I know I know coming on, on the other side of the pandemic a lot of folks are looking for work. well they're trying to they're trying to give as many people jobs as they can find to to, to ramp up production of things. So whatever you know a, a good place to work, um, they, they pay competitive wages not you're not going to be hearing all the same kind of horror stories.
0: Yeah, they uh, And and it's a lot more than just like aluminum cans and, and cups and stuff. They also work yeah. in the aerospace industry. Yeah, um, They do a bunch of other natural resource surveillance, things like that. Um, so they have a, a whole wide range of things. They're also trying their best to mm-hmm. get to a more sustainable yeah. model. By 2030 they're aiming to reduce carbon emissions by 55% across their chain. Um, so they're, they're really working on the sustainability side of it, as I'm sure you've heard about with their uh, aluminum cans and, and recyclabil- recyclability and all of that. Here, local to mm-hmm. Colorado, they have a 400-person, person even, can-producing plant uh, down in Golden, and they're adding more to that so as aj was talking about they are looking to hire people yeah Uh, you can get in contact with them either by texting golden to 77222 or go to jobs.ball.com and search for golden you can get hooked up with these guys and get yourself back in the workforce get yourself making decent wages again as as we're still starting to come out of COVID a little bit i know it feels like at least in the states that we've been out of it for a while but the the job markets have been pretty fluctuating. <laughs> yeah, slow to bounce back. For sure. So,
1: Turn, turns out a lot of people are actually interested in making a living wage.
0: Crazy, right? <laughs> so <laughs> weird, right? Ball has the hookup for that. Again, yep. text Bolden to 77222 to get hooked up with Ball. Uh, also mm. brought to y'all by Breckenridge Brewery. So, you know. Maybe you can go make some cans for Breck Brew with Ball. You can get them down at the DNVR bar as well, or check your local liquor store. Find the good company, Hard Seltzers, as well. They make absolutely awesome products. I, look, you don't need to tell me twice. If someone gives me a, a Breck beer, I'm drinking it. It's very, very simple for me. Uh, second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Rudo and AJ coming at you. Let's. Let's get into uh, a team that is a little bit more interesting in Minnesota for this expansion draft.
1: This is maybe the one big franchise that like we have to wait on to see who waves yep. NMC's. Because if they can get Suter and Parise to to wave NMC's, it changes this entire outlook.
0: Yeah. So, to be clear, Parise... Zuccarello, Suter, Spurgeon, and Brodeen all have NMCs,
1: <laughs> and you don't. If you're Minnesota, Zuccarello, Spurgeon, and Brodeen, you really don't mind protecting, yeah, right? Um, with Suter, you're you're. It's more just about the age. Like, is come on, is Seattle really gonna take them? Um, and with Parise, like that's a bad relationship at this point. Yep, but. Uh, if they are able to, uh, so if this is if if they don't get those waves, uh, I have them going four four because they don't want to just lose Matt Dumba. Yeah, not for and free. Then protecting Fiala and Ericksonek, who they just gave the monster contract extension to. Um, I think it would be a tough, it would be a tough decision between Fiala and Jordan Greenway. Uh, Fiala obviously is a much more important offensive player, but Greenway is a much more important identity type of guy for them. Yeah. So I think um, that that is a an interesting conversation about um, who would be available for Seattle. If it were this alignment, I think Jordan Greenway is easy. You just take Jordan Greenway.
0: Yeah, ag- agreed. And our, our local uh, <clears throat> wild fan in the chat, Ian, explaining that they're not likely to do the eight skater style. If they can find any way to wave an NMC.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, or potentially move Matt Dumba for something before the expansion draft. If if that's the way, because if they're exposing Dumba, Seattle just takes him and moves on with their life. It's very simple.
1: Yeah. And if they, if they go to, if they get, if they get the the wave so if Suder and Parise wave, then they protect Dumba yep. and then they switch to seven three, in which case I have them protecting Zucarello, Fiala, Felino, <coughs> uh Greenway, Bukestad, Hartman, and Ericsson Eck. And really the only guys um that would be exposed at that point, like Nico Sturm, Nick Benino, Victor Rask.
0: Not those those types of, of guys. Not like, a whole lot of interesting there.
1: Not not guys that you're overly interested I mean, in for sure. And then on the back end, Carson Susie. Yeah. Um if you wanted, like I guess maybe Ian Cole or Brad Hunt as UFA's. Um, but I'm you know, um and, and in net Capo yeah, Kakanen yeah, could be of
0: interest. I think for sure if they're protecting Calbit. Talbot Kakanen would be available as a, as a young goaltender.
1: Yeah. So that's, that is, um, I mean, look, Ian, uh, if, if they go seven and three, no matter what, and they choose to lose Matt Dumbo over Jordan Greenway, the rest of the central division is happy with that decision. Yep. If Bill Guerin wants to do something stupid, that's perfectly fine. Yep. That's every single every single team in the central division would would,
0: see Matt Dumba would would
1: happily just be like, okay, well now you guys don't have Matt Dumba anymore, but you get to keep Jordan Greenway. Like great. (laughs) They'll they'll all take that. Every single team in the central division would love that. So um you know, anyway, the the Cam Talbot Capo Kakinen thing I think is interesting. You know Kacken in his first year in the NHL it was a decent year. He had a really great start, and then Colorado brought him back to earth, and he stayed there for pretty much the rest of the year. Um, Cam Talbot had a had a phenomenal year. Was probably their number one reason not named Kirill Kaprizov that they were where they were uh, at the uh, in uh, at the end of the year. Yeah,
0: uh, which. Their whole Kaprizov situation is a whole other thing at the moment, right now.
1: But yeah, I think that's going to get sorted out. I, I, I'm I, genuinely not worried about the, it.
0: For the record, the the Russian guys, when their contract is up, this happens every time where they're like, <laughs> oh, "I could go back to Russia," and then they yeah, it, but it's unless you're...
1: it's always like this where you just hear about it, where it's like, "Oh well, the threat of Russia looms," and you're yeah. like, "Okay, well, if that guy really wants to, like, he played he played in the uh, he played. He he played in the NHL on an ELC for ELC money, just when he's getting ready to make like serious money. To go back to yeah. if that's what he wants to do, like more power to him, man. I mean, it sucks for the NHL. Uh, I hope he doesn't leave. I'm not honestly all that worried about it. I think he'll. I think he'll stay. He'll get paid, and he'll be the face of the Wild for the next five years.
0: Would there be any interest? from Seattle's point of view, if they wave in, in Parise or Suter.
1: <coughs> I would have an interest in Suter, yeah. In Parise, no, absolutely
0: not. Given that he was a healthy scratch multiple times this year. Suter well and like be, Suter would be more interesting than Parise, definitely.
1: <laughs> Parise Parise was really
0: always like a high skill grinder.
1: Like he was always a super high effort, you know, like a high skill grinder basically, you know, and and we see that now Um, some of that skill has, 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 he's lost some of that and, but the rest of his game hasn't changed. He plays the same way. It's just not. He it's not as effective anymore.
0: Goals anymore. He's, yeah.
1: just, he's just not the same player. Whereas Suter, Suter is still totally fine. Like you look at his underlings, and is he is he ever gonna push for a Norris again? No.
0: Well, I mean, look at just look at the way he plays. He understands conservation of energy a little bit. He knows how to not burn his burn himself out in a way like honestly, yeah. we saw EJ play as he started to age a bit. Parise is very contained or not Parise, a suitor excuse me is is very contained plays a passive enough style that he can get away with it as he he starts to really get up into his later 30s
1: the real the real issue with Suter is that he's just not worth that money anymore
0: yeah definitely
1: not and he's on he's on a decline if you look at his underlying numbers man they they're, they're getting a little bit worse every year. They're not. They're not in a. They're not in like a. Oh my god, this is a disaster zone right now. But if you were to blindly put Ryan Graves and Ryan Suter's numbers next to each other, Ryan Graves would look like the better player, and that's a problem. Like for when if right if Suter's contract was one or two years. I think Seattle would have a really good argument to take him, yeah, okay. but given that that contract ends in twenty twenty five,
0: getting to the fourth year left of that thing, and that's yeah. basically seven million dead cap, seven and
1: a half million. They would be doing they would be doing a huge favor for yeah. for Minnesota. All of, all to of take a sudden,
0: has a guys. ton of flexibility if like, Seattle were to do that.
1: It would be. What's the the difference between Carson Soucy as a player and uh, Ryan Suter as a player right now?
0: It's, it's not, not five million dollars worth.
1: <laughs> it's not five million dollars plus years. Yeah. At this point, you would rather just take Carson Soucy and just call it a day. Hard. Like, I, ideally, they get stuck in an eight in an eight skater alignment, and you take Jordan Greenway. Uh, if that doesn't happen, then I think it's either Kakinen or Carson Soucy are the guys that I'm
0: looking at. Yeah, I i, I think we might have a penchant to look at the defensemen yeah. take a little bit more. There, uh, I I do think
1: Nick Bugstad would be intriguing, especially on the new contract for, it's like a million dollars. I think two million? So maybe it was cheaper than that, yeah. It was... I remember
0: looking at it and going, boy, that's really cheap. Find out. It is 900k, yeah. <laughs> Well, wait, okay. that's not correct. That was this year.
1: No, that's his new one.
0: Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. So that's like... Yeah, yeah so I will, I, I will definitely repeat myself I, then. I almost wonder if they try to sneak him on the protected list then, but... Well, and if
1: they go again, if they if they do go to 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 the seven three, I have him protected. Yeah. Um, but if they get to eight, then I think he becomes a lot more a lot more of an interesting option for them, because again, centers are going to be hard to come by.
0: All right, so gonna be uh, gonna have to be a ask again later from the Magic Eight Ball in Minnesota, maybe.
1: Minnesota's is I think Minnesota's is the biggest. Um, we will see. Yep. Uh, and then we'll. A lot of decisions have to be made from Minnesota, and if they make a deal or not.
0: Yeah. Um. Let's get to the uh, the other big one in the Central, Nashville. Obviously, running into a problem on their defensive side. Look, Yosi Ellison, Ekholm. Those are three dudes that you're not gonna leave out there. But then you also have the young and budding Dante Fabro. Yeah. Uh, on the defensive side. You've gone four and four here. Unless they move somebody, I think it makes all the sense in the world for them to go four and four. On the forward side, you protected Duchenne, Johansson, Forsberg, and Kuhnin, which leaves open a number of different choices for Seattle on the forward side.
1: Yeah. Um with Sissens and Yarnkruk and Grimaldi you have guys that are under contract yep uh, I guess if you want to go down that list Yakov Trennan, uh and Nick Cousins are also guys they could consider Trennan being 24 years old um would be interesting the reason that I protected Conin over all those other guys is just because he's 23 that's that was the that was entirely it all these depth guys um you know, Grimaldi is now 28. Yarncrook is 29. Howla and Granlund are both UFAs. I don't know what their situations are, how likely they are to return. Um, but Con and I ended up protecting entirely because he's 23. And Dante Fabro, the same thing. He's a young defenseman that they've got... They they, they no longer have that that like, classic Nashville pipeline on defense. They just don't if they lose Dante Fabro they don't have anybody in the organization to just step yeah, up and take a spot
0: they've burned pretty much all of their resources on the defensive side um uh, i do think i i think Grandland is a little bit more interesting for Seattle than maybe you do uh,
1: well i think i it's it's hard with the ufas
0: right i, I get it like like there, I, there has to be a conversation on whether they think they can get the guy signed or whatever but Hmm. but I do think Granlund could fall into that category of like, he's someone you can get away with playing as a 2C. Yeah. If like we said, Seattle's probably going to have a hard time finding centers. Mm -hmm. Um, But there are other options. If they want a long-term depth forward, you can go Sissons who signed through 2026, or you mentioned Yarn Kruk who's who's a UFA after the year, but only cost $2 million. So yeah, Uh, forward, Unless Nashville does something dumb and exposes a quality defenseman. It certainly seems like Ford is the way to go here. And then obviously they're protecting Saros and that. And they, yeah, Rene's a UFA and is terrible now. So.
1: Yeah. I do think that there would be some interest in if, if the background check that they will have to be doing uh, comes up clean on Connor Ingram. I think he's a real dark horse to keep your eye on. Uh, 24 years old. I'm not has, buying that. <laughs> I'm sorry. He's been a really, really good AHL goaltender.
0: Uh, no, don't get me wrong. I I know Ingram is a quality player, but he's on, what, his third organization now?
1: His second, I think. Is it I think only he his was, second? I think he was a Tampa Bay draft pick. That sounds right. Yeah, he was. He was a Tampa Bay pick, so he's only on a second organization. Well, not that. Not as bad as I thought, maybe, but... But he's had multiple issues over the years. We don't know what they are. They've been undisclosed, but like, Tampa Bay just was like, get this guy away from us. So, for a guy that's been an all-star in the AHL, (laughs) uh, you have to kind of wonder, like, what's going on here? And... He's he's been really good in the AHL for uh, a number of years. So I just uh, would this they year, prioritize uh, him? I don't know, but you know they have to take multiple goaltenders. They have they have to walk out with what three or four? Like they're
0: required. They're to. required to take three. Yeah.
1: So a twenty four year old Connor Ingram as as maybe your AHL guy, maybe your. Uh, maybe your backup, you're hoping that he can be a cheap backup. He signed for two years at less than a million dollars. Like maybe, I mean, maybe because I don't love Seattle's, or yeah, Seattle's options with Nashville. If they can come to a deal, if they're confident they can a, a deal with Gramlin Dunn, I think he's their best fit. I would agree. He's uh, the best player that they're going to have. He the, might be their number one seat, honestly. The
0: thing about the third string goaltender this year especially is, is tough for me because you look at Ingram, he played five games in the AHL this year.
1: Yeah, this year I'm willing to I'm willing to bend this entire season.
0: So am I to a certain extent, but you're also now when especially when it comes to selecting goaltenders, you're making selections off of at least a year ago.
1: Yeah, well, but again, like Connor Ingram's entire AHL career has been really good. Sure. His his worst year was the five games he played this season. By a significant
0: so. margin, yeah.
1: So like he's been a really good, and that's why I would say I've I've always said like keep an eye on the, the Ingram thing because I think he's a he's a really talented AHL goaltender. He's 24 years old. If they if if assuming that there's still some sort of background issue that they have to figure out, if it comes back clean and they're all good with it. I think he could be as intriguing an option as Grandland if you project out long term.
0: It, it has to be long term, right? I, I guess I'm looking shorter term at this draft because it's hard for me to pass up bona fide NHL roster spots for him on this Nashville roster.
1: I yeah, if if Grandland gets protected, then I think it becomes an even louder conversation. Sure. If Grandland is unprotected, as we have him in this in, uh, in right area, here, yeah, then. You have a really good argument for Granlund. Uh, again, he could be your one C realistically on opening night. Yep. And whoever yeah. you draft second overall will be your two C. <laughs> Maddie
0: Beniers, baby. Sometimes it's that easy. Um, we can take our second period break there as we are brought to y'all by Solace Meds. That's S-O-L-A-C-E meds.com. You can get 20% off when you use code DNVR20 at checkout get your stuff for pickup from one of their four locations here in Colorado. Uh, Also be sure to check them out. They have a bunch of deals in store as well on products ranging from 10 to 25% off. So whatever you need, you can get a great deal. It's super easy to get in and out quickly with these guys. In fact, there's one store just a couple blocks away from the DNVR bar. So jump on it, get your THC product needs from Solace Meds and use that DNVR20 code online for your pickup order. Also, Brought to you by Hassle Cattle Company. Damn good beef. The Wagyu beef burger. Absolutely delicious. I get it most of the time now when I go down to the DNVR bar. But they also have all the meat you can imagine under the sun. Whether it be... Bone-in ribeyes, or New York strips, or sirloins—whatever you need, you can order it from HassleCattleCompany.com. Use code DNVR10 to get 10% off your entire order. And if you order $200 or more, get a little group order going with your buddies—you get free shipping as well. And the big one: DraftKings Sportsbook, main sponsor of this podcast giving you the odds boost every single day and especially when you sign up for a new account with code dnvr they're giving you the chance to turn one dollar into 264 dollars with ufc 264 pick mcgregor pick poirier pick someone to get knocked out in the first round win yourself 264 dollars it's just that easy bing bang boom when you win 264 dollars i expect a donation to the yacht fund I'm just gonna just gonna throw it out there. That's all I'm saying. But
1: anytime you have extra money laying around, we expect donations to the yacht fund.
0: <laughs> exactly right. So get in there, get your new account, and remember to use that DNVR code and get your shot at $264. If you don't care about MMA, you can still bet on the basketball finals. There's at least one more game. In the Stanley Cup Finals that you can bet on as well, uh, you can also bet on baseball, Tour de France, esports, league hockey in Europe. You can bet on the KHL in Russia if you want. Get in there, find something you enjoy and want to put some money down on. It's let me tell you, it's a lot more interesting watching random sports when you like. You don't even have to bet a lot of money. Like I'll just put like a dollar down on something you get a lot more invested. Suddenly you start sounding like Andre watching Italy when you have a couple bucks on the line. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh,
1: My man with the drive by there.
0: Yeah, oh, he knows. He knows. Uh, <laughs> anyway, download the top rate DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use that DNVR promo code for that chance to win 264 bucks from $1. Place your bet and watch the fist fly this weekend. Uh, it must be DraftKings Sportsbook, 21 or older, Colorado only. Other terms, restrictions, and conditions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Have you figured out monthly operating costs for that yacht? Well, when it's parked in the parking lot behind the bar, the operating costs are going to be $0. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's not that's not true we'll have to hire somebody to take care of it
0: <laughs> just let it rot in the parking lot <laughs> yeah
1: we bought it we bought a yacht and then neglected it in the, in the back in the
0: in the back parking lot of our bar <laughs> really a great investment please
1: um, continue giving us money <laughs>
0: <laughs> um okay couple more teams to get to in the central here Let's go with St. Louis next. Um, they do have a little bit of an interesting situation on defense. I think obviously they're protecting Vinnington and goal. Um, yeah. They just signed him to that ridiculous $6 million deal. So they've made their bed. But on the defensive side, we have them protecting Pareco, Falk, and Krug. That leaves Scandella uh, available as well as Vince Dunn as an RFA available.
1: Yeah, and with Scandela, I think that you just kind of wave that off, and you're like, "We're good."
0: He's thirty-one,
1: sure. Vince Vince Dunn is the the conversation.
0: All right, just to round it out on the forward side, they're protecting O'Reilly, Tarasenko, Peron, Kyrou, Thomas, Sunquist, and Shen. Pretty straightforward for them on the forward side.
1: The only the only uh, potential alteration that I could see here uh, is the Sunquist. Um, they could use that on Schwartz if they wanted, who's a pending UFA. Uh, they could use that on Sammy Blay, McKenzie McKecker, and any of these guys that they have signed. Um,
0: Pick Kyle your Cole. favorite RFA, basically. <laughs>
1: Kyle Clifford if they wanted, I guess. Um, Zach That'd Sanford, be. any of these guys. Yeah. Um, but I picked Sunquist because he was signed, and he uh, he's a big part. He, he's been a really big part of their depth success when they've been good. Um, and he was hurt last year, so he we didn't really get to see. I mean, how important he was for them, um, and with the uncertainty surrounding Schwartz, he's always he's always injured, and you know, just what do you do? What 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 do they do with that that whole?
0: Well, uh, to your points, if Vince Dunn is there, it's hard to look at any of these forwards seriously. I think.
1: So we- oh, oh, agreed. Like I, I would. Uh, it's the same kind of conversation with Nashville, uh, where you know Jaden Schwartz. Had, when look, when Jaden Schwartz is healthy, when he's good, you're very intrigued. Um, do they? Did the other conversation is Tarasenko? They we yeah. know that they kind of want to unload him. He's not the same guy. He's taking up a lot of money. If you're Seattle, if if St. Louis makes the big the big play and leaves Tarasenko unprotected, do you just take him and hope for the best.
0: I would like that play, but I've always liked Tarasenko quite a bit.
1: Um, Me too. I think he's a, I mean, he's he's been a great guy, been a great player, but $7.5 million for two more years for a team that fancies itself trying to compete for a cup like St. Louis, I think they I think they understand they can't continue to do this with Tarasenko anymore, the diminished version, sure. whereas Seattle is free to take that chance. He could be their highest-paid guy and be like, okay, well, for just two more years, even if he doesn't live up to it, that's fine. Seattle doesn't really care that much if it doesn't go very go very well.
0: Yeah, I, I, if I'm Seattle, I would take Tarasenko in a heartbeat if he's available. I'll put it that way. But okay, so we um, agree. It, a question in chat here, which I do think maybe is worth talking about after the tough year for Krug. Protect on over Krug. no uh, well. <laughs> they wouldn't
1: because they were trying to get rid of Vince Dunn at the beginning of the year and i think that they're i think they're still motivated to move Vince Dunn um and if the the expansion draft is the way that they have to do it then i guess that that's just half the way they have to do it but i don't think they can protect Krug over over Dunn uh, i don't think they would do that okay Fair enough, especially because that they've turned themselves into an interesting UFA destination that will pay players that has a certain reputation. And a year after Tory Kruger proves his life and leaves Boston and goes and takes the big chance uh, in St. Louis to do to to expose him and then lose him and potentially lose him in expansion. Yeah, I, really I'm just sure. it's not it's not a great look for an organization that would have a PR problem on their hands, and I don't. I don't know how much they would care about that, but I think it would hurt their reputation as a player destination.
0: I do. I mean, it's a tough spot, right? Because especially with the Bennington contract that the Blues handed out, they really are committed to trying to win again in the next couple of years.
1: Yeah, it's going to be really hard for them to retool. Um, most of these guys that we're talking about, this 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 protection list, O'Reilly is 30, Tarasenko is 29. Yeah. Shen is 29piranha is 33. Robert Thomas and Kairo are the young bird those that's Tom the 22 and 23 they're the future right and they've they've traded away so many of their recent picks
0: yep
1: um for you know in the Dominic Bach was in the in the Falk deal um they've they've made so many so many moves they've moved out players in order to try and make this happen right now um but it's Oh, uh, they're they're in a really tough spot, man. Where they've spent a lot of money on a roster that just got absolutely housed, yeah, in the postseason.
0: It, if they were in a different spot, I'd almost say do something a little crazy, maybe like expose Perron because he only got one year left on his deal.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't even think that's crazy. Honestly, they expose. I mean, they, remember they exposed Perron in the Vegas draft.
0: Well, Perron hadn't quite. Uh... Gone off just yet at that point, but
1: yeah, I mean, David Perron's had a really solid career, Um, and obviously these last couple of years it's been at a different level. Uh, But like, they could easily justify exposing David Perron. It's just when you when you look at how the Blues were, and again, look at their postseason series against Colorado without David Perron, look how useless they were.
0: Right. That's that's what I'm saying. Is they as a team that's still trying to win, they can't afford to lose him.
1: Whereas you keep Perron, you expose Tarasenko, you have seven and a half million dollars to do something.
0: Go get a valuable piece that way. You
1: know, go get a, go get a Brandon sod for 4 million and then sign a decent backup goaltender. So you don't lose all of your, your backup games. Go get another defenseman when you, if you, you know, with, with some of the leftover money, like there's, like go go have a Brandon sod Jamie Alexiak free agent spending spree instead of seven and a half on Tarasenko, who's no longer the guy that we all think of him as. Yeah.
0: Um. Okay, let's move on to our last one. AJ on site in Winnipeg.
1: Yeah, yeah, boots <laughs> on the ground, baby. Yeah,
0: exactly. Uh, defensive side, I think it's pretty straightforward. Morrissey Pionk, the young Logan Stanley. I guess they could protect DeMello if they wanted instead of Stanley. That's
1: where I think this conversation will go.
0: Okay, so we'll get to that. Uh, obviously, goaltender is no doubt in the world, Hellebuck. And then... They have an NMC with Wheeler that they have to protect, but the rest of the, the forward protects are pretty straightforward. Of course, you're going to protect Connor, Ealer, Shifley, Dubois. You can you can get a little bit creative with, with a Lowry or Cop at, at the very bottom, but
1: mm-hmm.
0: I'm perfectly fine with protecting those two.
1: Really, the only guy that I think, uh, outside of Lowry or Crop that they would consider would be Mason Appleton. Yeah, um, Part of that is uh, cost-controlled at $900,000. He's a very cheap depth player for them. Yep. But I, th- I think these seven guys are pretty obvious to me. Um, yep. They felt pretty easy. Um, obviously, Hellebuck is an easy decision. That said, I think the backup, Laurent Bressois has been really solid for them.
0: I think Bressois is more interesting than a lot of the names we've thrown out as the potential backup goaltender yep. so far.
1: Exactly. I, I totally agree with you. If they look, if they rolled in, if Seattle rolled into next season with a Jake Allen and Brasois goaltending tandem, it's not great,
0: but, it'll um, get by.
1: but I think it could be, I think it could be competitive. Like, I don't think that that's a bottom of the barrel uh, pairing. Um, yep. It's not like Winnipeg's had any kind of a good defense the last couple of years that Brasois has been like putting up really good numbers behind a mediocre or or behind a great defense you know where you're like oh he's he's these numbers are inflated because because he's behind a great team it's not that's that's not that's not the case at all so uh, i think he's interesting but uh, the really hard one here logan stanley they've been waiting around and waiting around and waiting around he finally came into his own in the postseason um, as an RFA, finally earned a role on the team. Like, Dylan DeMello was signed to be an important piece for them. He was acquired at the deadline and, and given a three-year deal and then got hurt. And so it's I think it comes down to Stanley and DeMello. They can't do four. They can't do eight where they go four and four.
0: No way. Yeah. Um,
1: it, because then... With,
0: like, someone like Shifley or... Ealers or Dubois. Or, yeah, yeah. Or
1: Connor. It, it would be yeah. Connor, Shifley, Ealers, or Dubois. One of those guys is gone. Yep. Uh, unless unless they get Wheeler to waive his NMC and then they could do four and four, but then they probably lose Adam Lowry, who they just gave a five-year deal to. Yep. So yep. they also don't want to do that.
0: Yeah.
1: So this is Logan Stanley or Dylan DeMello. And and for me, I'm like, look, again, I'm I'm going with age on this one. He's, he was a first-round pick. He's a guy they've just been waiting for. He finally stepped up into a into a full-time job at 23. He's a better bet to do something than Dylan DeMello, who was a late bloomer at 28.
0: I mean, it, if they leave DeMello out there, I think it's an easy pick for Seattle. They just Agreed. take DeMello and move on. Yep. But I think it's a little bit more interesting if they leave Stanley out there. Because then I think you do have to consider Brassois a little bit more.
1: I agree. Just because the defensive market, as we've talked about, it will be better. Yep. You know, I mean, we look, if 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 they took only defensemen just from the central division, okay, they, from the lists that we put together today, they would have Capo Bianco, Calvin DeHaan, um, I guess they could go with Julius Honka or Andre Sequeira, or Alexiak you
0: know. if they do a little UFA magic. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Alexiak and then you're talking Matt Dumba, Carson Soucy from Minnesota. <clears throat> Nashville um, it would be a tougher one. It'd be like Carrier or yeah. uh, Freddie Allard. Uh, or
0: Borbietsky on your bottom pairing or something. Yeah, yeah. exactly.
1: And then Vince Dunn and then Dylan Demello or Logan Stanley. So
0: that's a serviceable NHL defense right. right. Like they just build,
1: and that does not count Colorado who you could have taken Ryan Graves from. Yep. So you could take Ryan Graves or Eric Johnson from the Avalanche. Like they could build an entire decent defense just from the Central Division alone. So when we talk about how uh, the 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 defense there will be guys available throughout the league. You're talking that this is a perfect example of what we're talking about right here. Uh, j- they just ignore every other position and, and draft eight defenders from this division and have a good defense.
0: Yep. So
1: uh, that's, I think, I think that's something that they should keep in mind, and um, and that's why that's why I think when we talk about oh, if it's Stanley instead of DeMello, you strongly consider brossois
0: Yep, just because. You can't build an entire thirty picks of defensemen, unfortunately. But yeah, you have. They're required to take an uh like like sixteen forwards. I believe it's fourteen forwards, nine defensemen, and three goaltenders. No, it's it's.
1: it's I think those are the minimums.
0: Yeah, no, you're right. I, I believe it's well. Yeah, it's sixteen, uh, fifteen. No, sorry, it's 15, 9, and three, and then they have. Uh, flex a couple of picks that can be whatever. Yeah. It's
1: 14, 9, and 3. Is it
0: 4? Th- oh, I was right yeah. in the beginning. God damn. Yep. Should have just trusted my gut. Should have uh, just trusted the gut. Yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, they have to take at least 14 forwards, so they can't just pick 20 defensemen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just only pick defensemen and then go, all right, boys, we're open for business. Come get your defenseman from Seattle.
1: That's right. <laughs> A true redistributing of the defense around yeah. the NHL. Is thirty guys, that and mean, they uh, they would keep so they could keep seven or eight of them from themselves, and then they would have to make twenty three deals.
0: Just the fourth, <laughs> the number four defenseman um, on every team in the league just swaps. Like
1: that's right. Just just keeps rolling on. <laughs>
0: Yeah, they can take a max of 13 D men if they used all their flex picks on D. Which um, they should. Yes, agreed. Uh but yeah, that that's a look at the central division uh for the expansion draft. Some teams not a big effect, but you look at teams like Minnesota and Nashville especially and you're saying they could lose a serious piece here.
1: Yeah. Um, we didn't even really have the Duchesne Johansson conversation for Nashville because I don't think they'll do it. I don't think. But don't either. if they expose one of those guys and say, "Please take off eight million dollars off, off of our books," no, I think I, I think they should do it.
0: I would. Yeah. Same same story as Tarasenko. There, right? Basically.
1: Although part of Tarasenko's appeal is just, there's just two years left. With Duchesne, yeah. it's with Duchesne it's like you got six yeah. four years, D-
0: baby. D- yeah. Johansen has, has through twenty twenty five too. So I yeah. guess it is a little bit longer term of a commitment, but those are also centers, so Yep. Give and take. Give and take. But
1: And in to be honest, just getting out of Nashville might be The cure all a little bit, yeah. For some of those guys because they all were fine and then they got to Nashville and then then
0: problems started. So Yeah, definitely fair. Um, So that's going to do it for today's show. We'll be back tomorrow looking at the Pacific Division. We'll round out the other divisions through the rest of the week. Be sure to like and subscribe here on YouTube. Helps us out a ton again. uh, When you all do that, gets us in the algorithm, gets gets people from Seattle, hopefully, watching this video. So maybe uh, they know what they can get from the Central as well. Uh, but if we, I was a Seattle
1: fan, I would be watching every video that I could find yeah, on YouTube the of these types.
0: Consumption. Yep, yeah, consumption, exactly. I yeah.
1: would just be a thousand percent in on like, what do these random dudes have to say about who we could take? <laughs> Bam, I'm in.
0: Yep, exactly right. So, hello, Sergeant Pickles. How you doing? Uh, in any case, we appreciate all y'all. We are out of here for the day. Hope you all have a great rest of your Tuesday, and we will talk to you all tomorrow.